Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is now official. Mark Andrews, the all-pro Pro Bowl tight end, one of the best players at his position in the NFL, who has not played for several months for the Baltimore Ravens has been activated off injured reserve. We thought there was a chance last week. The target was always the AFC title game. The Ravens just needed to do their part and get there. Andrews has been diligently, diligently recovering, doing his rehab, doing everything he can, pushing, pushing, headed schedule just to be on the field at full strength for this week. Ian Rappaport, well, there's a first. A player ahead of schedule putting in the work to get on the field. (laughs) You never hear about that, but good for him and the Ravens, who are the favorite Sunday at three against the Chiefs. They were really hopeful that he was going to be able to get back on the field for this game, but he honestly, he's just been drinking for three days straight. And (laughs) I I don't know, just to kill the pain of the injury, and that's not a good formula. Back to you in the studio. (laughs) Right. He literally will not come in to do any of the rehab. We're, we're not sure what uh, is going on with him. 803-0550, uh, putting the season and the last four or five into perspective here. Um, that's where we started. I don't know. I guess we just have a taste for the macabre. Here, we could talk Sabres. Here is Devin with us. Hi, Devin. Jesus, no. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, good afternoon here. Um I just listened to the show, and, uh, you know, I, I just want to touch on some things that, that you guys have brought up, right? Um, you, you know, Sean McDermott and his uh, end-of-season presser openly, you know, openly talks about in 2020 how, you know, one team was clearly much better. They clearly weren't ready to play Kansas City in that AFC championship game. I mean, they were three-point underdogs, right? I mean, Vegas had them as, as a three-point underdog, and, um, you know, the, the way that he coached that game, to me – you know, it, it was to me it was pretty clear that uh, you know he might have been one of the only people that thought they didn't have a chance to win, right? I mean, Shelf, you're, you're just talking how you know you expected them to win that game, and you know he's he's kicking field goals on short th- on uh, you know short fourth down attempts. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, he he coached that game scared, and then you know the next year you have 13 seconds, which is 
you know, a, a debacle that is, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're all aware of that, but, um, you know, and you, you get to last year, the, you know, the DeMar Hamlin incident, team wasn't ready to play in the divisional round. Um, and then, you know, this year in a, in a late game situation, uh, you know, I think that you, you guys have sort of spoke about it all week that, you know, the one thing Kansas City warning was a first down and it's past the end zone, past the end zone and, and the season's over. So, you know, to me, it's like in, in these big games, uh, I, I, I think the coach has come up short going all the way back to 2020. Um, and, and I guess I just sort of like to hear, you know, your guys thoughts on that and sort of where do we go from here and like, what, what gets his seat hot? Because to your point, this is, a, this is a historically excellent regular season team, and I, you know, I think they've had a lot of premature exits the last uh, four or five years. Here. That right so there, De- thanks, Devin. That right there is at the crux of it, and like premature. The word premature. That you laid out all the evidence, and we've of course talked about all this countless times with Mahomes on the other team that beat you three of these four games, you can only be so hard on him, right? Because Mahomes is talked about, I'm not saying this is wrong by putting it this way, he is talked about like somebody that's just too good for the game. And so, sure, you could have won Sunday. I mean, at least tied it. Then what? I don't know. Maybe he beats you anyway. Like, sure, you could have won and should have won two years ago. Only, like, as badly as the Bills botched that, you still have to kind of be him and them to pull that off, right? Like, that's debatable. Just, you know, they scored 42 points in the game, the Chiefs. They went right down the field in overtime and, and scored the touchdown to end it. You People are only going to go so far whacking away at the Bills because of how good Kansas City has been, how good Mahomes is. And that's another, another way of describing, like, how what happens Sunday will help to shape that. Because if he beats the Ravens, right. who had an amazing year, the Bills did not have an amazing year, Jackson's going to be the most valuable player. If they win there, then you sort of, you know what, you tip your cap? I don't know. Like, I think so. Is, is it premature that the Bills have not gotten past Kansas City? Is it really? I, I think Sunday, this Sunday, Ravens-Chiefs does a lot to determine that conversation and how we all feel about that. Like, you know, again, there'll be not everyone will be the same, but I, I I would bet the the large collective opinion, even nationally would be like, Mahomes is just too good. And he just, he just took down Allen and, and, and Jackson in back-to-back weeks on the road to get to another Super Bowl. I mean, who's beating this guy and, yeah, I mean, I, I guess in a way that protects Allen and protects McDermott and protects the Bills from, you know, getting more criticism than they've already gotten. And I guess ultimately, uh, that's where I come down. Like I, I'm, 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 I'm shielding. I don't want to shield them from from more. In part because as much as we're all going to yell about it, or, or, or fans want to yell about it, and, and we'll be, you know, dealing with that. It's not going to amount to anything. No, no, but... <laughs> I don't think. I, I, this pushes me toward wanting Baltimore to win, though, actually, because I do think like the caller's points and their points we've made many, many times, are have, they have merit, 
right? So sure. plus Cincinnati exists. They they did it. Right. In Kansas City. And these are all super close games, but they did it. That's what it, it's about. And so it's not like he's never lost. Let's go to Tom next. Hi, Tom. Hi. Um, I think the picture is becoming clearer and clearer every year as we go on. As we're moving forward, the pic- the puzzle, the pieces of the puzzle are, are, are coming together now. And now we're beginning to see what's really there, uh, little by little. Okay. Now we have McDermott. Now he's a great coach. I love the guy. I think he's great. I just think he needs to be hands off the offense. Hands off the offense. Leave it to a, an offensive coordinator who is established in the NFL and can get the offense um, percolating to a, a point of where there's no reason we should have won that game against Kansas City. Okay. It's a lack of discipline on the offense. I would also like to see what the rating of the offensive line, you know, as far as we say, you know, we got uh, Kansas City. What is, you know, how you rate the offensive players uh, as far as the offensive line goes. Basically, hand it off to an offensive coordinator. McDermott had his hands in it with the offense and the defense. He's a great defensive coach, and I think that's where the problem is right there. Okay, well, you know, maybe, uh, Tom, and we'll see what happens here because they are going to pursue other candidates, um, including Joe Brady. I mean, he could still end up getting the – Thad Lewis today is the report, former Bills quarterback for OC. I mean, I I would – time goes along and you're sort of – your guesses at this stuff can move – you know, the Bills turn into this pass-crazy team under Brian Dable, and you and I would stop every once in a while and be like, you think McDermott's in on this? Like, is he <laughs> does he like their offense? Or, you know, now he's this week he's talking, I've always been throw to win, guys. Like, don't you know? I mean, that's hard to take. So, um, yeah, I mean, I generally think the same way. I mean, you start, we, we've, we've talked all this out, and Lee's call earlier this week is kind of where I end up you know, he's like, well, obviously the problem is McDermott. If you think, you know, all these different moments could have been different or they're too conservative, all this. And, you know, but what are we going to do about that? Like, we're going to keep McDermott. Um, maybe Tom is exactly, especially since he's staying as head coach, um, prescient, you know, mm-hmm. get somebody maybe looking back. This is what Dable really was. That sort of autonomy. So, um, what's Eric Bieniemy doing? You know, uh, I'll find out. Let me just give him a quick call. Uh, right, he was in Washington. I'm assuming he's out of a job when Rivera got fired. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, is 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 that a name worth considering? Like, if the, if you know, I, I'm not saying that's the that's the fix, but that's about as close as I think you can get currently to what the caller is describing. Like, that's that's a long resume and. Well, I think a lot of people in the sport will tell you it's a it's a grave injustice. He's never he hasn't gotten his shot, but it hasn't come. And so, like I don't know, for him maybe would it be appealing to him to be the guy that comes to Buffalo that finally helps them get over the top? That could be really good for him, and maybe that's you know maybe that's a way for him to finally climb the final rung of the ladder. Um, but I have no idea if there's any kind of relationship there 
or how good an idea it is. It's just a name who's had success, you know, riding in a sidecar with Andy Reid mostly. So there's that, you know. Um, but just a thought. Like that's a that's the biggest name I can think of, offensive coordinator wise. That that might be available, anyways. It's a fun idea for you know discussion. Yeah, the Bills turn to Kansas City's offensive coordinator to try to beat Kansas City. Right. You know, take it would take. Um, it's nervy. It would it would take some humility mm-hmm. to do that, like because it would sort of be you're surrendering a little bit if you turn to if you go if you hire Eric Bieniemy. But so what, right? Mm-hmm. Don't have to think of it that way. You don't have to care about that. Do what's best if that's best. That's really what it comes down to. What is best? Jerry is next. Hi, Jerry. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we got you, man. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, if I could say a few things, uh, you know, I haven't called in a long time. I'm 42 years old, and this is just over-traumatized uh, since I've been a little kid sitting through four Super Bowl losses, you know, going through puberty. Uh, I felt like the guy that was crying, like a grown man crying, covering himself with a beanie over his head at the you know, CBS took the shot of. Mm-hmm. And it really comes down to we didn't live on the sword and we didn't die on the sword. And I know you guys touched on it a lot in many ways, but I feel like a lot of us were not emphasizing. There's like five to eight throws that were left out there by overrunning the ball that should have, you know, should have been throws. And... um you know, I'd rather go down with big plays and two picks or, you know, big plays and a win than playing all this safe ball, you know. Joe Marino on Locked on Bills touched on it uh, pretty good uh, a couple days ago about Diggs. If he's a great number one receiver, you know, you throw more into tight coverage. You know, yeah, maybe you're going to lose some, but he's got to beat Snead more, you know. If he's a great number one, then he's got to show us more, you know. Well, the Bills kind of gave up a little bit when it came to Diggs and their passing game, and they got through the end of their season accordingly but um ultimately when they, when they needed it they could not find it again yeah. as soon as kc took away cook you know the and the running game the bills just did not really have an effective pivot and that's that is very tough to take with a quarterback of this caliber and Diggs. say what you want about however diminished he is at this point certainly his stats are uh but that they could not find their way uh is it's tough to take yeah, I think I would say for myself, like this year, we'd gotten used to Diggs putting up pretty quiet numbers. So when it happened in the game Sunday, it's like not that big a surprise. When he went quiet in, well, 13 seconds, sort of Davis went off. So you really maybe, you, you still got your numbers from your wide receivers. But Diggs had a quiet game that game last year against the Bengals. It was decent the the first year they lost at the Chiefs. Um, but yeah, this year it isn't really that big a story that, he didn't put bigger numbers up against the Chiefs. And he could have. One play. He turns three what, three for 21, What was it? He turned whatever he had into four for 71 or 101 on that, that drop. Right. That That's an 80-yard touchdown. Yeah, that would make the stats look a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a bit. Thanks, Jerry. Connor Rogers, NBC Sports, coming up at the top of the hour. Calls all day. If, you got, if you've got them, we're here for it. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 